TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're here to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. One line open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I'm going to get right to your calls because Shay has been on the phone a while. Let's get right to her. You there, Shay? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. How are you? What can we do for you? I'm good. I keep getting a script message every time I touch my computer. Every time? Yeah. All I have to do is touch it, and it pops up on my on my blank screen. What does it say? It says an error has occurred in the script on this page, line twelve fifty four, character one, type mismatch self focus, code zero, and then a whole string of URL. And the last part of it says um, setup dot log. Setup dot log. Yeah. Hmm. And that's just when you just log into your computer or when you touch the mouse? Yeah. Like, I've been keeping my computer on Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time. So as soon as I wake it up, this comes on. I've I've hit, do you want to continue? I've hit yes. Sometimes I hit no. And it still just keeps popping up. I mean, I can still work. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Bob seems to think he found one for you. Oh, cool. What? Well, this one's a little complicated, so what we can do is post a link to it. The answer okay. to it? So yeah. what, what is it's it? It's going to tell you to, to go and click Start Run, and in the open box, type in regserver32 urlmon.dll. So oh, you're better wait. off if you just go and follow the link. Yeah. So this is what kind of problem is this? It's a, like the uh, DLL needs to be re-registered. Oh, within the operating system? Yes. What about running? Um, isn't there a, uh, a utility you can run, Bob, uh, to to just correct system file checker? Won't that work for her? Well, the file's there. It just okay. needs to be registered, re-registered, re-registered in, yeah, within the registry. All right. So there's a command to do that. So gotcha. we have a link. We're going to put a link up there for you, Shay, for you to follow. Um, on your site. On our site to, to straighten this out for you, to register that DLL and get it working again for you. What, what operating system are you running just to be sure we put the right link up? 10. You're running 10. Okay, so it's current. And I, I assume that article, Bob, has to do with Windows 10? Yes. Good. Well, yeah. So we'll okay. put the link up there for this you, This is Shay. a Microsoft TechNet response. Okay. So you're not alone then. This is a problem that happens, I guess, a lot with Microsoft. <laughs> it's been happening for forever. Since I mean, Windows Millennium. Since Vista. Since the days of XP. Windows Since 3.1. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going backwards. Uh, so we'll put it up there for you, Shay. Take a look at it and uh, just follow the instructions, and it should take care of the problem. Okay. Uh, tabcomputer.com? No. Okay. Oh, it's the name tab. of the show. Computer oh, Talk with Tab.com. Okay. 
I think I have you in favorites anyway. Yeah, of okay. course you should have us in our favorites. Come on. In your okay. favorites. All right, Shay. We already yeah. have us in our favorites. Yeah, we're in our favorites. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Okay, we, bye. Bye-bye. We need to know where to go when we need help. Help, yeah. <laughs> Just go to our go to computertalkwithtab.com. All right, let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Barbara in Avon next. Hey, Barb. Hi, good morning. Morning. I have a challenge with an email that that I receive um, in the process of waiting to go online with you. Mm-hmm. What I did was to market as spam. Now I don't know how to get out of spam to uh, correctly talk with you about this, but the email comes in, the page is beautiful, but then when I want to click on further, uh, it's it's about classes. So mm-hmm. when I click on it, nothing happens except when I look at the bottom of the of my screen. It's just a a whole line of script, and I. This is the only one that it happens with, so I don't know how to unlock it so that I can move forward to uh, mm. spend more money with this company. <laughs> okay, so you 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 actually inadvertently marked the email spam. As I was waiting. Oh yes. boy! Uh. So you got to find in that in your folder. You probably got junk folders or which 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 mail system are you using? Let's start there, Deb. Are you uh, Barb? Are you using? Uh, Gmail or what are you uh, using? Um, I have Comcast. Okay, so you're on their browser-based email. You're, you're yes. Okay, so I don't know where Comcast keeps their spam, but now you got to go within their spam folder and probably right-click on that message and unmark it as spam. Well, it um, it says on here I oh right-click it. Okay, when I'm I guessing. right-click it, it says add new folder, mark all messages as read. Move all messages, properties, and delete all spam. Well, well, you're, this is the only thing I have in spam. Right. So you're you're actually within the whole folder. I think you want to find that folder, the specific spam folder, and find that message, and then right click. Maybe go ahead. It Bob. might be in spam folder, or it might be in your trash folder. Right. No, it's in spam. I'm looking at it now. So you see the message on, in the spam folder. Can Can you move it? Can you right click and move it to another folder? Because in the spam folder, I'm guessing they don't allow you to display it. I'm looking at it, and it is displayed. Oh, okay. And you should be able to right-click the message. And I, I don't use Comcast's uh, email, but I would assume you oh. you should be able to mark it not as spam anymore uh, by some method. Uh, I could try to figure that out in a few minutes here, a few seconds. We work in seconds here, we're not minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't see it easily. Does it mean reload? Uh, maybe. Uh, usually, you're gonna make it real. You should you should be able to to turn it from a spam message into a accepted message. That's what I want. I know. I just don't know how they how they describe that process. Do you find anything, Bob? Yeah, I got one here. How do I unblock an email I trust? Yeah, there we go. Within Comcast. It's yeah. gotta be within. Okay, we're getting closer. Uh, but up, but up. Yeah, you should be able to again select a spam label. There's a spam label on that thing. Um, a label. Is there is there a, is there is there a thing on on the message itself that is it says spam and then the message? Well, it's got lines through it. Um, 
it has lines through anything that I wanted to. Yeah, it does. Okay. Click, click on that, and you might be able to unmark it as spam right within that after you click. <laughs> it's tedious, huh? What, back or reload or? I don't know what they call un, un, unspamming it within Comcast. Uh, uh, view page source? Instead. No. And we're going to have to try to figure this out a little further. It should be really, right. it should be easy. It should be like, oops, I made this spam by accident. I want to unspam it. Uh, That's should all it, I want to do. Yeah, it shouldn't be difficult. I hate to say this, but you should be able to call Comcast and they can walk you through it. <laughs> but that's okay. We'll figure it out for you, Barb. But the other issue is that once you are in this message, you can't really function with it. It doesn't do what you were expecting it to do. So what operating system are you running, Barb? Is it an old – Windows 7? This, this is the only one. This is the only yep. company. The only company within this computer that has this issue. Uh, so there could be sending a message to you that is not compatible with your browser. Have you updated your browsers lately? Uh, not, not. Okay. So I think you should update your browser. If you update your browser, it probably will handle the code. Instead of giving you the script, it will actually display the the uh, message better for you. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. I can do that. Yeah. So go to you know help and about within the browser you use, and it will update automatically. And then try to look at this again. But we have to find the answer to how to unspam a Comcast message within their system. That's and all right. We I, are, I, I will call Comcast. You can do that too, but we're going to find it just out of spite now. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out somehow. And it's Comcast Webmail, right? Yes. All right. We'll see what we can do to find the answer and post it for you, Barb, because I don't want you to spend all your time on on hold with Comcast. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. But I think that'll work. Update your browser and see if that solves it. You found it, Bob? I, I put a link there. It says uh, how to set the there we go. email filters or spam filters with Xfinity Connect. There oh, we go. And then there's some instructions there. So we have some instructions for you already. Look how fast we are. Thank you. You're wonderful, <laughs> you guys. Well, hopefully we helped you. We'll see. But update your browser. Let's see if it solves your issue, Barb. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Screenshots we're gonna step and out. all. Yeah, we're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Deb, hang on. Three lines open for you. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, the name of the show. <laughs> Make sure. And if you need to code anything, it's the name of the show.com, which is computertalkwithtab.com. And uh, we'll do our best for you to get your, your answers right there. Um, everything we've talked about so far has been posted. Let's go right back to your calls, and we're going to go to uh, Deb and Terryville next. Hey, Deb, what's up? Deb, you there? Uh oh. Maybe Deb walked away. Deb going once? Deb going twice. No, Deb. Oh, oh, you there? Oh, sorry. Oh, that was close. Mistake. That's okay. That oh was... my God, I would have done well. Um, <clears throat> good morning. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to do is to okay, go to back to the beginning. Sure. Um, I have an HP Pavilion. All right. Sorry, I bought it. Wish I had gotten something faster, but mm -hmm. it works. You All know, right. yeah. no problems with it. It's three years old. I want to replace it. You know, someday, but you yeah. know, as long as it's working well. Yeah. So anyhow, in the in the uh, support app, mm -hmm. uh, um, they kept reminding me about a message about making a recovery drive. Yeah. So that you can delete the D drive. Or so that you can at least recover when the D drive is gone. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm okay. So I'm not sure if I'm doing it correctly. Well, it doesn't. Okay, so I put the drive in. 
the D, the disc in. Started it and yeah. it won't boot from it. So I went into and I changed the you know the boot order, so it wouldn't work. Yeah. So then I went in again and I started looking through all the different options. Yeah. And one of the options was I can't remember what it was because it I didn't expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. So I wound up in the um. In the HP software part, you know, where it talks about recovering and, you know, and all that. And it said that, and there was an option for recovering it from a drive connected to the laptop. Okay. That's your recovery partition. Okay. But I I no longer have the, well, okay, the recovery partition, when I made the um, the USB stick, yeah, it took every, you know, it's been transferred to that. So it appears to be recovering. So it must be recovering from the from the stick, correct? Well, you're running it now? Yeah. And you had it boot from the USB stick? It didn't really boot from the USB stick. I had to go into the software and get it to do it. I didn't expect it to work because it's completely different than doing it on I, – I have um, I have hand-built um, desktops, mm-hmm. and I expected it to, to just perform in the same way, you know. Mm-hmm go in there, delete, the, you know, the partition, da, 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 and mm-hmm. go through the whole process. Yeah. But this obviously is different. So what I want to know is if this, well, it can't hurt. Everything's backed up. Right. It can hurt as up. long as you have everything backed up, you're fine, right? I'm just wondering. But what I want to do is mm-hmm. I I can't seem to figure out whether or not what I don't want is I don't want the, I don't want the, the recovery drive there. I want it to all be a C drive. Now you can't really expand you can't your C partition. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is to erase your recovery partition because they're not giving you disks anymore. So when you erase. Yeah, but there's nothing in it. I know. Because I took it off. Wait, no. Unless Unless you erased it, it has your recovery files in it, but they hide them. So you can't oh. see them unless you unhide them. And they're really small. And they're there. a small partition. It's not taking up a lot of space. And your yeah, C partition you know. is not going to get – you're not going to resize your C drive. I so wouldn't do that. Let me tell you what I did. Oh, well, boy. I, <laughs> you're making me nervous here, Deb. I filled up, I filled up a terabyte. Okay. That's how much, that's how much stuff I'm yeah. – you know, I have on the computer. That's fine. I was pretty shocked. I went out and got a, you know, a uh, four-terabyte – external drive mm-hmm. and downloaded it all, okay. all that. so i can't delete the the, the d partition that's that's con- that's not what i you know the impression i got from you know from the email that they were or whatever they said we me. wouldn't we wouldn't recommend it it's so tiny and even if you deleted okay. it um you're, you're not going to add it to the c partition you can add it maybe to a another another Drive partition besides the C, we would never have you expand the C partition. You really can't do that very easily. Oh, okay. Um, it's not worth it. Then so, why did I go through all this effort? Well, you went through at least the process of getting your recovery, and now if that USB oh, yeah. thumb drive, I had the recovery for months. I just haven't done anything about it. Okay, so you so you know that if you if you should be able to boot off of it off the USB stick and have it take over, if you want to see it all work, it's going to blow your system away. I don't know if you want to do that. Um, but if you're comfortable that you have the USB stick ready to rock and roll, should your hard drive crash, you're in good shape. But if you actually want to see it in action, it's going to blow your whole thing away and start over. And I'm not sure I'd recommend doing that on a Saturday morning unless you get nothing else to do. Well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a lot of free time, but no, not necessarily. <laughs> but let me ask you another question. All right. Whenever you get a an external drive, you know, to use for backup, they always have that software. Mm-hmm. 
on it. So, you, but I hesitate. I always do the um, the copy and paste. Okay. And then I go through and I verify everything because I have lost from doing cut and paste. I've lost files before. Yeah. Don't know how it happened, but it's just easier. It takes longer. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is instead of instead of you know having to erase everything and then redo it again mm-hmm. from scratch, how do I? I mean, if you use that software, don't you have to like leave it plugged into the computer all the time, or can you just use it? You can, whenever you want to back up. You can use it whenever you want to back up, but it but it's going to pr- produce a backup file that is unreadable. So you're okay. going to have all your data in a format having to do with the backup software that you're using. I don't you, really want I just want cut and paste. I know you do and that's fine. I I agree with that approach. Uh if it, as long as you don't miss stuff. You can run no, things like oh, X. No, no, no. I'm I'm very scrupulous. Okay. I don't miss things. Um I I go through and I go through every okay. single folder then and copy verify them. the number of files. All right, that, that might be a little tedious, but you you can do it that way. Uh, X copy or RoboCopy uh, are those still available, Bob, in Windows Ten? Yeah, you gotta typically you gotta install them, but you, you can, can still get them. You can use tools like that that you can actually kind of script a command line to do what you're doing automatically for you, and it'll it'll copy files for you, and you can actually have switches within that command line that'll say skip existing files so it's only going to copy new files you've made so you don't have to be so really? script yeah so you have you can do something other than do what you're okay. doing <laughs> and that way you can I walk know that. <laughs> looking at each file would be I, my eyes would go cross-eyed but so you do yeah, the they, i mean i had a couple of nights there where i where i fell asleep sitting up that's not good so Deb. I'm totally messed up. Yeah, so we'll put some information on Xcopy yeah, for you, you or Robocopy. That, that would be extremely helpful. Yeah. Because- be careful, though. you got to make sure you follow the switches and follow the syntax to make sure you don't make a mistake. But you can set it so what it's... Syntax is just is that's just a command uh, structure. Oh, so I, I have to use I have to uh, I have to use command prompt. Yeah, well, you're doing copy and cool. paste, which is kind of dragon stuff. That. I All love right, command we'll, we'll put it up there for you, but Deb. You can create batch okay. files. Yeah, well, you're gonna do it in a batch file. So we gotta go though. Hope files. that gives you something okay, to do. Bye bye. All right, Deb. Bye bye. Falling asleep while copying files. That's like that's like my worst nightmare. I think as an IT guy. But uh, she's tough. She's putting up with it. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Carmen. Mahesh, stick around. We'll get to your calls and two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. In honor of the Travelers Championship going on, yeah, I always think about Caddyshack. I don't know why. I just picture all those golfers out there going. Trying to get that ball in the hole. What a frustrating game golf is. I don't know how you guys do it. God bless you. I don't have any idea how that that whole game works. I also always think of that Robin Williams uh, bit on golf. If you want to see a real funny bit on golf, YouTube uh, Robin Williams golf. Now, it's got a lot of uh, swears, but it is the most funny thing when it comes to us non-golfers when it comes to understanding golf. I'm sure you golfers will appreciate it, too. But uh, let's get back to your calls. I digress. Let's go to Carmen in Orlando. Hey, Carmen, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Are you the Carmen? I am the Carmen. Yeah, how Car- are you doing? Good, good. Carmen Filaramo, who did our yeah. uh, digital camera show all the time. Now you're in sunny Orlando enjoying the weather? Absolutely. Actually, we're about an hour um, um, north of um, Orlando in uh, the Villages, Florida, nice. where it is 
beautiful and retirement is is pretty extraordinary i gotta tell you i'm happy for you sir what can we do for you well you know i sent you an email uh last week and told you that i cut the cord you did i did and i couldn't be happier awesome but what's interesting is that you know that you and bob are my idols and and pretty (laughs) much you almost facilitated this because i'm figuring why am i paying comcast all this money right but in the villages we actually have Five um, television providers, nice. three cable companies, a satellite company, and a streaming company. Wow. And we have three internet providers. All right. My point is that you would think that competition would bring this down to absolutely nothing. I tell you, Eric, I think they're all in collusion. They all know what each other charges, and they're all within a dollar of each other, if not to the penny. Well, I hear that's illegal. Well, uh, yes, it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're never going to admit to that. All yeah. I'm saying is that uh, uh, you would think that one would uh, just really drop your prices and pull everybody. Now, uh, I've changed over to just an internet provider and yeah. got a pretty good deal. It's $45 a month for life, as long as 45 I don't changes. Pun- How much uh, yeah. bandwidth? What are you paying it, for? It, it's 40 megabit. That's plenty for you. Yeah. It's plenty for me, and uh, I got a screaming router, and it's fiber optic. Yep. Uh, I got a screaming, screaming router. Um, I mean, I'm running three Roku sticks, uh, two yeah. iPads, two yeah. computers. I have never had a buffer issue, and, and everything right. screams right in. But it is interesting how you keep on saying that competition will bring it down. I agree with you. I'm a capitalist at heart. Yep. It just doesn't seem to be happening. Well, again, in the municipal fiber market where we had Whip City on, they're charging yeah. you know sixty bucks, five bucks, or seventy five bucks for a thousand megabits. So yep. we we know that the cost of getting internet to us is much lower than than uh, than they're they're charging us. It could be a lot more affordable for everybody, but because there's only two uh, folks on the poll, you can't mm-hmm. get a better price. But I hear you. They could collude, and that's a whole other issue. I mean, there are yeah. folks that could go after that as well. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping we have a cooperative for our electricity here uh, for most of the villages, and electricity is pretty cheap. And we're hoping that eventually they'll do the, uh, yeah. the Web City thing, you yeah. know, and, and then that will really make major changes here. Yeah. But it, it is interesting, and I, and I advise anybody – um, my uh, cable, com- uh, my Comcast went up fifty bucks from mm-hmm. uh, June thirtieth to July first, yeah. and I'm not getting any more for fifty bucks. That was kind of like the last draw. Yep. I used YouTube TV, I used Roku sticks, and I'm telling you, I'm happy. I love to hear it, Carmen. Thanks for the yeah. uh, update, and uh, keep All us right. posted down there. Enjoy the weather. I will. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye, Carmen Filaramo. He did a great job with us uh, doing a uh, digital camera talk when he was up here, and. Uh, we miss him. Uh, good guy. But we've got John who comes in and does the uh, digital camera fill-in for us uh, about once a quarter as well. So it's good to hear Carmen's doing well down there. Let's go on to uh, Mahesh in East Hartford. I hope I'm saying that right. Correct. Oh, very good. What can we do for you, sir? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, I'm looking for a conversion from Frontier to Campcast. Mm-hmm. And in the process of – I want to avoid the rental fee for modem router combination – do yes. you have any recommendation or sort yeah. of which yeah. one we can buy? Yep. Uh, you could usually go to your, like your local Staples or even your Best Buy, and they actually segment their modems by carrier. So they, they would have Cox modems and Comcast-compatible uh, modems mm-hmm. right there on the shelf. So pick up a modem. It's going to be a Dosis 3.something. And, okay. and then pick up your own router. 
separately. That'll be your own firewall wireless access device. You know, maybe a, a Linksys device or an Asus device, whichever you'd like. Whichever you know, maybe in the two hundred dollar price range, mm-hmm. uh, the modem will cost you fifty or sixty bucks. But then there'll be no rental from the um, from the cable company. Correct. And uh, easy to set up. And then what you can do now that you've got your own firewall router is you can go into it and configure OpenDNS so that you're surfing more safely on the Internet. That way everybody in your network at home will be handed that DNS uh, safety net while they're on your network. And that's kind of a great thing to do while you're configuring this. Cool. I like that idea. Yeah, it's a great way to keep you safe. It's free too. So That is true. Thank you. All right. Anything else, Mahesh? No, I appreciate that. So I'll just go. You you have planning to put any link on it so I can find a particular model make for Comcast? Well, I, we wouldn't really have that as easily. Oh, oh Bob already found it? Bob already found it. Um, okay. So we've got a whole link from Xfinity approved equipment for you. While, while you were talking, we okay. already have it there for you. All right. I appreciate your help. All right, sir. Good luck. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Definitely the way to go. Why well, rent it from the, the, well, co- the cable company? It pays for itself in less than a year. So, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to step up for a quick break and uh, get back to your calls after the break. Chelsea, hang on. we got a couple lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in. With Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. And uh, let's get right to your calls. We're, we're feverishly putting up all the links we talked about today. And uh, Chelsea in Farmington has some advice for Barbara, who was falling asleep while she was trying to compare her files as she copied them. So what do you got, Chelsea? Okay. I have Comcast mail also. So if Barbara can go to her junk mail folder. Oh, this is for the junk she, mail thing. Okay, go ahead. This is the junk mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just go to the folder labeled junk, yeah. that's what it is in Comcast, All right. and directly at the top of the list of any emails you have in there, yep. there are eight little icons, you know, to compose, arrows going back and forth for reply and yep. forward, yep. there's a trash can, a printer, and the next to last icon there is a folder with an arrow pointing toward the right. Mm-hmm. That folder is to move her email. So if she selects the one that she's looking for, then she clicks on the folder with the right-facing arrow. Mm -hmm. That will move, give her the opportunity to move that folder. A little window pops up with what folder do you want to move it into, Mm -hmm. and it usually pre-selects your inbox. Mm -hmm. So just make sure it's the inbox and then click OK. And that'll unspam it? It unspams it and it'll send it back to her inbox. There you go. And they will continue to consider spamming it for a few times just to make sure there wasn't a mistake. So she'll have to be alert for that. Oh, gee. So even though she's tried to undo it, it'll keep coming through spam? Right. Because people spam or unspam by accident. They clicked the wrong email. That's what happened. So they'll they'll continue for a couple of times probably. Mm -hmm. So she just has to look at that and make sure she unspams it a few times in a row if they do that to her. Nice. And then they'll finally give up and they'll leave it in her inbox. Sounds good, Chelsea. Thanks for the advice. Okay, great. Love your show, and I'm happy if I can send on some advice and return the favor to listeners. Oh, very good. Thanks again. All right, bye. All right, so I don't use Comcast uh, webmail, so both Bob and I didn't know exactly where that was. So thank you very much, Chelsea. It wasn't. It's not as obvious as you'd think it would be, right? 
So good, good, uh, good information. They do a pretty good job of hiding all the good features. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it's a right click and say, you know, unmark as spam. Let's go to Keith in uh, Hartford yeah, uh, next. Hey, Keith, what's up? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I've got a Dell Inspiron um, 7000 series and Windows 10. Yep. And when I, I found the, the location to stop these really obnoxious photographs from coming up, when we shut down and we start up again, the, it goes directly to our, our, our main page. Okay. But when I, when I put the computer at rest, I take the cover and put it down. When I open it back up again, this photograph is sitting there on my uh, computer. Which I can't figure out how I can either remove it or stop it from happening. Is this a like a pornographic photograph, or is it just a? No, 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 no. no. It's a picture of like you know, the the Grand Canyon, or you know, oh. this is your wallpaper. World. Yeah, this is Windows Ten, right, Keith? It is Windows Ten. Oh yeah, this is Microsoft making it pleasant for you. So you yeah, want to okay. turn off those photographs because they're driving you bonkers. Correct. Okay. I haven't tried that myself. I kind of like them. How come you don't like them? Not, I'm just curious. It's just irritating. You know, I mean, yeah. I just want to be able to click on, uh, you know, getting getting moving on my computer. And it, it comes up, and you got to double-click to get around it. At least I do. And right. I just figured okay. there's got to be a way I can remove them. I just hit the stop com- them from happening. I, it does stop when I shut the computer down. And then yeah. I restart. <laughs> yeah. It goes directly to our, you know, our our main screen with our icons. But if I put it at rest, I start it again. There's that photograph. It appears again. Yeah, basically, it has to do with the wallpaper themes, I guess. Uh, you have to go and and turn off uh, wallpaper themes uh, within Windows 10, from what I can see here. Okay. And, and uh, I mean, we can try to walk you through it, but it has to do with if you go and maybe do a quick search on on wallpaper theme, you should be able to turn off those wallpapers. If you turn them off, I think you'll just end. And you probably could choose a blue background. That'll probably stop those images from showing up on you. Yeah, we've got a picture that we use now that's in the background. Yeah. So uh, you're saying Google uh, wallpaper? No, I don't want you to Google nothing. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. We're gonna put it on computer talk for you. Um, how to get in there. But if you go into your search bar on your computer and just type in the, uh, wallpaper sync, in win- uh, that should take take you to where you turn that on or off within Windows 10. I'm testing it right now. Yeah, so choose background slides or solid colors as background. So it's under system settings. Um, Studio 10. Say that again? No, oh, I've got to- it could be Studio 10, but I don't think so. That's a that's a store option. Backgrounds, HD, and splash screens. There you go. Yeah, right under there is where you want to take a look at how do you change that um, setting. So in your case, you're going to flip it off. And, and no, I just got to. I brought you to a store. I did the same thing. Go to the very top of that listing. Yep. And uh, you should try. It should give you a way to go into system settings and turn it off. Did you find it, Bob? No, I don't have it. I'm kind of looking on my computer, and uh, it's under. If you do under wallpaper, you're gonna have a background. I think there's a theme setting in there you can change. Um, interesting, though. You know, again, I found the site that I can stop it when we we actually shut the computer down. There's a tab you hit and it says, "Okay, stop those photographs from coming up." Yeah, but it doesn't stop when we just put the computer at rest. 
as soon as we open it back up again, <laughs> those pictures come up. Ah, where is that? I'm trying to figure out where it is for you, uh, Keith. Um, they've hidden it pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, but, 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 there is a way to stop it from... There is. There should be. I mean, Microsoft's pretty pompous. Um, they'll, they'll force anything down our throats. In your case... If you go to settings and you go to personalization, I think... Maybe, okay. And there's a bunch of stuff here. Um, Oops. But I, I can't remember how I, st I stopped it from happening last time I did this. Yeah, I've never tried to even bother setting it. I kind of... I kind of like the the pictures. That's just me. Um, but, 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 Should but, be uh, able to go to uh, uh, the Windows key, hit MS Config, and on the Boot tab, it says to uh, click the checkbox next to No Goo No Gooey Boot. No Gooey Boot. No Gooey. And that'll boot. stop this. That's what it says. Uh, no. I don't know. I haven't tested that. it. Yeah. I have another one here. Des this is a desktop background, but this is pre-desktop. This comes up. Yeah, exactly. This, this is that little splash screen to make you all happy. And so then, when you're doing the boot, I think that would be that would be my guess. We may have to do a little more. I thought this would be quicker to find, Keith. It's not. Oh, um, I, I've I've spent a couple hours trying to figure out how I can get the. It's got to be, it's got to be an app or something that's in here that I can just absolutely delete it. Yeah. But we'll find it for you. Like We'll find it for you, I promise. Um, we get, the show's going to end, though, by the time we do, and we're gonna po we'll post it for you, but I'm sure there's a way to turn that off. It's pre-boot. It's, it's pre it's, it's, uh, fi we'll find it for you. Okay. But it's not where I thought sure. it would be. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Keith. We'll find it, though. All right. We'll post yep. it. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yep, Bye. That is a weird one, though. Yeah, um, I've just given up on that because, you know, I don't care about Machu Picchu or... Yeah, I know. They should. There are some beautiful pictures, though. Oh, no question. Oh, but... we might have we might have found it. Um, yeah, Mike might have found it. Put it up there for you, Keith, to check it out. Um, but it's quite annoying. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning, and we'll keep talking about poll neutrality. I had a couple other articles here where Google is battling AT&T and Comcast for access to the utility polls in Silicon Valley, so Google could bring in fiber there. But, of course, they're, you know, the folks uh, AT&T and Comcast, they don't want another competitor on the poll like Google. Imagine Google on the poll. Imagine Apple on the poll. Imagine Amazon on the poll. Imagine how low our Internet costs would be if those companies had fiber on the poll. Mm. Um, Verizon's being sued by char uh, Charter suing Verizon because they were making it slow for them to allow Charter to put their stuff on Verizon's polls. This was in New York. And uh, this is a constant battle of these stupid sticks here that we're dealing with. And uh, it's the whole reason our Internet costs as much as it does. It's simply access to these 40-foot wooden sticks that we've been using for 150 years. That's on public property. On public land. <laughs> and uh, I really think... I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, don't, I hate regulation and such, obviously, but we need to do something to to either get these incumbents to say, all right, fine, come on the poll. We'll have to feed, uh, actually have to compete with service and price now. Uh, and we have to do it with legislation. We have to do it either with taxes. I do understand, though, that taxes will still end up going to us as customers in the bottom at the end, but maybe it'll make them budge. Uh, maybe towns need to just tax the heck out of these polls until they acquiesce and let others on them. Just wait till um, the, the service is 10 cents, but the uh, taxes is 50 bucks. <laughs> That's a whole other problem we'll have to argue about. But uh, we'll see what happens. 
we'll talk about this next time. So I want to thank you guys very much. Thank you, Mike, for uh, doing everything live for us. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And uh, have a great one. Good to have fun at the Travelers there, Bob. Yes, uh, I'm going from here right to the Travelers Championship. So have fun. Yep, and we'll see you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.